Okay, be honest. Are you drowning in paper clutter? Feeling the need to purge and get it together in your home office and homeschool room or with all of the backpacks and papers and homework stuff that's coming through your doors, but you're just not sure where to start? Do you struggle to stay organized with all the things and responsibilities you manage and you want to develop healthy habits once and for all to help you love this space you live in? Well, have no fear. Lisa Lizotte is here. <laughs> Today, I'm bringing you one of my friends. She is amazing. You're going to love her so much. She's a professional organizer and a podcaster at the Habits and Home Show, where she shares practical tips for decluttering, organizing, and systemizing your home. She's a faith-led mom of three homeschoolers managing their five-acre Florida hobby farm who knows firsthand what it feels like to live in a home that's pulling her from all directions and demanding her constant attention. Through her own trial and error, she has discovered what it takes to set up systems and boundaries to manage her home smoothly and within her own capacity. It's her mission to help other moms achieve the peace in their homes they are desperately longing for, and she does this through coaching women to downsize in order to live within their capacity and utilize habits and resets to achieve balance in their homes, relationships, and personal well-being. So seriously, are you guys excited yet? I mean, come on, we all we all need a Lisa in our lives. So this is a real um, blessing of a conversation that you are going to love today. And I don't know about you, but this conversation, it's finding me right on time. As I set up my new home and I seek to develop new habits, I really want and need to grow specifically in my paper management skills. And I have a hunch that you'd appreciate a little more clarity on what to do with all the stuff that comes through your doors too. This conversation is loaded with practical tips and strategies as Lisa shares her experience, and she's also one-on-one -on -one coaching me through my questions. Here's a little disclaimer though. I want you to press pause often and be prepared to take notes, but do listen to all of this fun conversation because it's going to help you at the end of the day, create more peace and purpose in your home and in your business. And isn't that all what we want is just to enjoy our sacred, beautiful place that we call home and have more peace and order in our hearts and in our home. But we got to have the strategies on how to do that and maintain that. So I wanted to break this episode up into two parts because I know you and I know that you don't have all the time to listen to long episodes when you see, oh, it's over 30 minutes. It's like, nope, I don't have time for that. But this mama didn't have time to do what it takes to make two whole episodes from one conversation. So honestly, I'll just ask for grace on this, but don't let this hinder you from listening to the full, all the way to the end, the full episode, because you will miss a lot of wisdom and help if you cut yourself short. So like I said, plan to press pause and take notes as you go and just listen in little bite-sized chunks of time. You're going to love it. All right. Before we get started, two things I want to remind you of. If you are feeling like you want a little bit of encouragement, some biblical perspective, and some practical strategies as you are pursuing your greatest potential within the walls of your home, have you gone to the website and claimed and grabbed your free 10 tips 
to finding fulfillment while balancing motherhood and business. This is something I created just for you. These are the things and the principles that I live by that really work and help me have that peace and purpose in my home day after day. So go grab this. It's a really beautiful resource. Just go to michellehyatt.com, two L's in my name, H-I-A-T-T forward slash connect. So michellehyatt.com forward slash connect and you can grab that right there. And the last thing I want to do is I just want to read Lisa's review. She left me a review on my podcast a while back. So I just want to shout her out. I went back and dug it up and she just simply said, oh my gosh, this is what I need in my life. Mindset reset. So excited to work through my roadblocks with you, Michelle. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate your time on this conversation. I appreciate you taking the time to be such a great friend and leave a review. And guys, if you have not left a review yet and you've felt like I've been a great friend to you and just sharing what's on my heart, encouraging along the way, would you be so kind? Literally just scroll down to the bottom of Apple iTunes right now and click the five stars. It's that simple. And right underneath the five stars, you can click written review, leave a quick written review. That is the only way that I know what you're loving and how God is using this podcast to bless your life and speak into your life. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. All right, get ready and keep listening. You are going to love this episode. Get ready to love your space and have some powerful decluttering hardcore habits that are going to free you up from the paper clutter. Hey friend, welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Do you absolutely love being a wife and a mom, but something in you desires more? Do you want to grow as an entrepreneur without hurting your family? You wonder, is it really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? Hi, my name is Michelle, and as a wife of 17 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and a kingdom entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel. I know you wish every day that there were more hours in the day to get it all done and be the best mom that you can be. I know the mom guilt whispers in your ear far too often and you get tired of dealing with the constant interruptions. You crave more simplicity, more order in your home, more connection with your family, and more than anything, a strong faith that keeps your heart steady no matter the season. I'm so thankful you're here to join me on this journey of processing life together and growing in greater purpose as fellow business-minded mamas with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. On this podcast, we will use this precious time exploring how to embrace a heart of surrender, gain biblical perspective for everyday life, and learn practical tips to experience more peace in the midst of balancing work and family. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home. Do you believe that too? Then let's connect the work of our hands with our influence at home so that we can leave a lasting legacy through the next generation. Go grab that basket of clean laundry to fold or pour another cup of coffee and let's grow together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, I have my friend Lisa here with me today, and we're going to be talking about staying organized in your home office as a busy work from home or homeschooling mama 
And I don't know about you guys, but I am so ready to learn some tips to get and stay, keyword, stay organized, because I'm in the middle of purging and getting set up in a new home office, a new homeschool space. And before all the papers start piling up, I just want to get it together because this is honestly a weak area for me. And I'll tell you, you know, growing up, my mom always had a messy counter. She always just had papers piled high. It was kind of one of her weak spots. And I feel like I've inherited that. So I am trying to break the cycle. And Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to, to hear from you. Yeah, well, I am excited to be here. And I'm excited for your fresh start because how cool is that, that you get to start this new life or this, at this new home completely fresh. And a lot of my clients sometimes wish that they could move and it would force them to address their clutter issues and they could just start over. So I'm excited for you to be able to start completely from fresh and from scratch and to, and I like that you're thinking about getting your habits in order before going into this new home, because you don't want those old habits and those old tendencies and ways to follow you into your new homes. So I'm really excited um, that you're that you're moving and to talk with you uh, through all of this before you move. Exactly. I have honestly been like telling myself for like a year, I'm like, I cannot wait to move whenever that time is because I just want to go through everything. But these are the things that you just typically don't do unless you move. But the truth is, is that you can, you don't have to move houses to declutter a space. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and intimidating. So that's what, that's what Lisa's for. That's why she's here today. So I hope that you guys listening are going to feel encouraged because the reality is, is that everybody listening and myself, we are juggling so much. We've got many moving parts and all of those moving parts have a paper trail, it seems. And so if we can just figure out what to do with it, handle it quickly and have some kind of system in order. I think that is going to be really, really helpful. But I have a personal question for you. I just want to know, well, tell us a little bit more about yourself, but I'd love to know how you kind of got into this. Like, where did this habits and home decluttering, like, how did it come into play? How did you get here? Well, thank you for asking. I actually have never um, on my podcast, which I do have my own podcast. I haven't even shared my own personal story, how I did get into this. So this is going to be like a a brand new (laughs) first time for me. So thank you for asking that. Um, I do have a story around this. Um, My mom, like your mom, was a collector of things. Not She wasn't a hoarder, but she definitely had her piles in her bed room that just sat there. And unfortunately, my parents, when I was um, about 29, they both passed away in the same year. And I was also pregnant with our third surprise baby at that time. And I had to clean out their house without them. And I had to, it was a very traumatic experience for me. I had a brand new baby going through postpartum blues. And there was nothing in order. We didn't know where passwords were. We didn't know where um, important documents were. We had to sort through, um, you know, family heirlooms and we had to sort, and it was just a lot. It was a lot and it was very overwhelming for me. For me personally, I've always been an organized 
tidy type of person. And so when I went through that experience, I knew that I would, I did not want to leave that legacy for my children. And I made it my, my, almost my personal mission to be able to share that story with other people so that they too can save their children from having to experience that when they're gone. Um, But not even waiting until they're gone, allowing themselves to live the kind of lifestyle they want to now. A lot of people live in in their home and they lack self-control and they end up filling their home up with things that they have to manage all the time. So not only is it my personal goal to share my story about, you know, cleaning up before that time comes when you, when you pass on and leaving that legacy for your children, but also living a good life right now, living in a home that you love. Cause I hear that all the time from women is I can't wait till my house is like yours. I can't wait till I can live in, you know, peace in my home. Well, why not? Why not right now? So I share a lot of practical tips to get yourself to that point of letting go, because that's really what we need is just permission to let go because we have all these mental blocks going on. So that is basically how I got to where I am, why I became more of a minimalist um, and not in a minimalist terms of, you know, stark white even though my office is white right now, um, stark white walls, nothing anywhere. We do have stuff, but I live minimal for me within my capacity. And that's what I talk about a lot is living within your capacity. So that is basically my journey of why I decided to live a more minimal minimalist lifestyle and to then teach other people to do the same. That is so good. And I love how you brought in the story with your mom. And it just reminds me, and we talk about this on the podcast all the time is we have to remember as women, everything that we do, we are paving the way for our children. We are shaping, whether we realize it or not, their mindsets, their heart sets, their character. And the saying goes more is caught than taught. And so what they feel comfortable with, what is normal to them now, like our weaknesses will often pass down to our children. And maybe we don't care for ourselves. Maybe it's like, well, the house is a pigsty. It is what it is. This is just who I am. I don't really care. Okay. That's okay for you. But what about your kids care for them, do it for them. So sometimes we just have to dig deep and get specific about why we're doing what we're doing. And I know often when there's things that feel overwhelming, it's like, man, we need to do it for our kids if we can't do it for ourselves. And so I think that's so meaningful. And I will tell you with my mom. So I grew up and the example that I saw was just a counter that was constantly piled with papers and things. And she ended up, she always wanted to remodel her kitchen. And so years ago, probably about three, four years now, maybe not even that long, she was able to completely renovate her house. And she loved her new space. She loves it. Her kitchen and her kitchen counter is like the most precious thing to her. And her house is so neat and tidy. It's so in order. All those habits of paper stacking and whatever, like they diminished because she loved her space. She started loving it well. And so we can do that even now, like you said, it doesn't matter. We may not have the ideal house or the ideal space, but we can still care for our space as well and love them well. 
And for me, one of my weak spots is paper, which is why I'm like, Lisa, can you just come on and coach me a little bit and coach the listeners on what to do with all of the papers that just consume our life? Even though things are going digital, (laughs) it's still, there's too many papers, too much mail. Um, So I wanted to ask you, why is keeping your home office and homeschool papers in order? Why is it so hard? But also, why is it important to be organized? I love this question. So it's really important. We talked about this earlier, actually, on the the podcast that I recorded. The state of your heart is the state of your home. Well, also the state of your home is the state of your mind. And whatever is around you is If it's chaos, your mind is going to feel like chaos. Um, All of these things all around us are demanding our attention. Anything, think, I want you, when you go to the store, think of this in the future. When I bring that item into my home, I am responsible for it. I have to make lots of decisions for that thing, where to place it, how to manage it, when to get rid of it. That's three decisions that I have to make after I purchase the the item. So every item that comes in your home, you are responsible for it. Even if it's just laying there, like I'm looking at my cup right here or this empty water bottle right here. I am responsible for picking that up and throwing it away. So all of the items in your home, whether they're just sitting or they're they're being stored in, in a cabinet where they're unseen, you are still responsible for them. So it's all of this unseen, well not unseen, but this hidden to-do list, everything is speaking to us and saying, pay attention to me, manage me, do something with me. So keep that in mind when you go and buy something or you say yes to having it in your home. Okay. I am saying yes to this permanent relationship or forever how long I have this item in my home. We now have a relationship. (laughs) So keep that in mind when you go and you purchase things or you, you accept things in your home. So it's really important for us to stay organized with our, our office stuff and our homeschooling stuff, because when we aren't organized, life is chaotic. We're, we're wasting time we're to find things. We're not being able to locate things quickly. So we're not being able to be efficient in our work and our homeschooling. If we say, okay, we need to do this next task in homeschooling, but then we're spending 10 minutes to go locate it. Well, our child has now lost interest. He's out chasing butterflies and we ha- cannot get him back. It's going to take another 10 minutes just to get him back focused. So it's really important to be organized in our homeschooling. But then the same goes in our office. If we say, down to work and then we have to spend 10 minutes hunting through or getting our papers organized or clearing off our desk, then we have to take 10 minutes to do that, then 10 minutes to get ourselves back into the mindset of working. So having those habits of, I like to teach people how to reset, having the habit of resetting your home, resetting your your homeschool space, resetting your office space, it's going to help you um, to be more productive in and in the tasks that you're doing at the time. So three things why we have a hard time with being organized in our papers and you know whether it's with our office or and or our homeschooling stuff is that we don't have clarity of what we actually need to have. We are just saying yes to everything. We don't have clarity. We don't have a goal. We don't have a mindset of what we actually need. We don't have, we lack that clarity. The second thing is we just keep too much. We 
you know, make these negotiations with our mind that, oh, I might need that one day or, oh, um, that's an important, we've already paid that bill, but for some reason we're hanging on to the stub. Why? It's a digital age. We don't need that anymore. And if we've already paid it, then it's done. It's cleared. If we didn't pay it, or if we have to prove that we have to pay it, it's up to the person who needs the money to contact us to pay that. Um, and we can prove that by looking in our bank statements. I had a client one time, she saved all of her, her bill statements from all her telephone bills and everything. And I was decluttering for her. And I, I said, why are you hanging on to these? She's like, because that's what you do. That you just, you pay it and you hang on to the state, the sub. And I'm like, why <laughs> she and she's like that's just what you do and I was like you don't have to do that anymore she's like I don't and so it was really re like like letting her telling her it's okay to let go that life is still going to be okay if you don't have this tangible item in your home and then the third thing is for us like why we can't stay organized is our habits we just have pretty bad habits um laying things down in incorrect spots around our home, thinking we're going to get back to it when we actually don't. And what, what we're actually doing is we're not completing the task fully. We're not taking the time to go and um, put those items back and we end up multitasking. And so we're not really doing all of our tasks proficiently and, um, and, and fully. That's so good. I love that. And it's just a few things you said. I mean, I want to emphasize the fact that the reality is getting your stuff together, it's going to save you time. And time is what we all want and need more of. So really doing this is going to save time. And we talk about stewarding our time well, but what about stewarding our things well, that we're responsible for it and really doing it again. It's like, sometimes we just don't do it for us, but like, let's do it for the Lord. How can we do this in a way that honors him? When we get ourselves out of the way, that's how we can really overcome some of these things that feel overwhelming. So for the record, I'm totally preaching to myself right now. <laughs> and you know, what's interesting about this is thinking about why we do what we do is that our messes, they affect relationships. And I think that's a really huge thing that should be brought up because for me, when I, my house is a mess, I don't want pe people to come over. I don't want people to stop by, you know, it hinders me from wanting to have people over. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to clean the whole house. And then I can have them over. Like it really affects those relationships. And we don't want to do that. I'm really trying to train my family, especially as we establish into our new home. Like let's just always be in a place of ready where everything's always in a place of ready and order where we pick up and put things back and leave them leave this space just as good as when we found it so that at any moment we can leave and be there for somebody at any moment, somebody can stop by and there's no stress involved. They're just welcome to come in. Doesn't mean the house is perfect, but it means it's in order. And for now, like at this house I've been living at, I've had papers just piled high. And for a long time, I was like, <laughs> I would try to when people would come, I would like grab it and like hide it in my room, all these stacks of papers, I'd like throw them in a box and then I'd put them back out because they really did. Then I, my room was just a mess. And then I just was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not going through these papers. Like it's, it is what it is. Like, I just don't care. I don't care what people think anymore. And then it got to the point where I like took a towel and like threw it over top. I'm like, I just, it's, it's just bad. It's so bad. But a couple of things that I thought you mentioned that are also valuable is when we are doing anything new, anything that feels challenging, any project, any endeavor, we always want to know why we're doing what we're doing, because that's the thing that's going to help us keep doing what we're doing. So what I'm going to do when I get off this call here is I'm going to go write out why 
I'm why I'm going to do some of these hard things that feel hard to me and getting clarity, like you said, is really key, but his clarity and having vision is really important. Maybe even visualizing the space and how beautiful your home could look and just having that picture in mind as you're working, but also getting the habits in place so that things can stay that way. Because for me, I literally did clear that we had to, we had to show the house that we are moving out of. And so I cleared all the clutter out, hit it in a box. Well, guess what? It's been a week and my desk is already piled high with papers again, because the habit isn't there. It's not established. So again, it's not about a one-time thing. It's about creating a lifestyle of healthy habits and routines. So anyways, I'm just verbally processing some of my takeaways so that I can remember and um, really apply this when we get off the call here. Yeah. But let me ask you, so whether a mom is piled up with papers and needs to purge, or whether she just wants to start this fall semester well, where should she start? I guess that's a good thing. And I'll just add from a personal note, like what would be the mindset for purging as I am going through every closet, every area of my life, not even just papers, even though that's specifically what we're talking about. When you're going through things and getting rid of things, I know for me, I get thought in, I overthink and I start getting attached to things and I start having memories and my mind it just gets me stuck. And so what is the right mindset for purging maybe? And where should somebody start when she wants to get it together? That's a great question. Well, I personally, a lot of people come to me and they just want to focus on the, the action of decluttering. And they're like, come, come declutter, come organize. And yes, that's well and good. And like you said, it's not, not a one-time thing. If they don't have those habits, in place and establish, it's going to go right back to it. So the real question is what I feel like if I'm going to really get to the heart of it and, and really advise someone to do, it's to really think about how you, who the person you are, who the person you want to be. It really starts with your identity. How do you identify yourself or how do you want, um, kind of like saying, okay, someone would say, I'm a perfectionist. Okay. Well, when they label themselves and they call themselves a perfectionist, all their actions are going to follow. If you say some, if you say I am hospitable, well, then their actions are going to follow. If you say I live clutter-free, then your actions are going to follow. So I really feel like it starts with identity. Where, who, what do you want to identify as, as far as like the kind of person you want to be in your home? Are you a neat freak? <laughs> are you um, someone who is, is do, you, do you identify as a tidy person? Okay, um, it really starts with your identity because that is gonna shift your mindset in keeping up those habits on a daily basis. Because when you leave your, your, your stuff on the counter, you're not gonna go to bed at night because you're like, oh, that is against my nature. That is against who I am as a person. And you're, it's going to prompt you to go and tidy that up. So I really think it takes um, some evaluation first. I mean, I know people are gonna wanna go right into the action. I, I, that's fine. We're gonna, we're gonna go into the action and I'm gonna tell you where to start. But truth, truthfully, the, 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 the heart of the matter is you need to identify who you are as a person. What do you actually want? What are your goals? Who do you want to be? And for me, that is a person of peace. I want to be a mom who lives in my home. 
I want to be a peaceful mom. And what does that look like for me? Well, it looks like that um, I don't have a lot of clutter. So it also, my identity is I am a more minimalist. I am, you know, a clutter-free person. I am, you know, someone who, uh, you know, tidies up after myself. That is just who I am. So it really boils down to what kind of person you want to be and who you are. Okay. So now the practical part of it. (laughs) That's Um, so good. And I just want to say that every mom listening right now, I guarantee you, she wants to be a peaceful mom too. She wants to be a purposeful mom. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves is, is our space, is our home, is our desk, is it reflecting that? Exactly. Exactly. Um, So like you said earlier, and I, I wanted to touch back on that is, are we stewarding stewarding our things well. So when I talk, speak with clients and we're doing online virtual decluttering sessions, I ask them, I say, are you being a good steward of that item? And it really calls them on the carpet and they're like, oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) And um, we do a lot of hard work through all that. A lot of people just think that decluttering is all about the actions and the steps and the, you know, getting tidy and organized, but really it gets down to the heart of a person and their intentions and their, if they're living purposefully or not. And, and really, I really helping them work through those thoughts of, am I being a good steward of this? Or am I just hoarding this up? Because I don't want to go through the hard discipline of, you know, getting it out of my life and making those hard decisions. It's painful. And I, I'm avoiding that pain. I'm, I am, you know, protecting myself from that pain. So I'm avoiding it. Well, it ends up being that we're not being good stewards of those items. So, um, but what was your question again? I'm sorry. I got off track a little no, bit. I guess my question is like, where do, where do you start? Um, and I'm thinking specifically, even uh, say I've got a huge pile of papers and maybe you'll answer this later on, but I guess the first question is, where do you start? But I'm picturing if I had a big pile of papers and I'm like, all right, I need to go through this. I need to obviously sort it. Like, what is the mindset? What should I be thinking? What should I be doing? Where does it need to go? How can I make it as fast and painless as possible? Okay. I love this. I love this part of it. It's getting into the practical steps. So the first thing that I always do is clear the area completely in one swoop. So say you have your desk filled with papers, what you're going to do. And I always work from laundry baskets because that's what typically people have in their home that that is accessible. I grab a laundry basket and I clear the space really, really quickly. I don't think I don't, I don't start pulling things aside or anything. I take all of those papers and I put it in a laundry basket. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to use the container method to declutter those papers. And you also, I want you, if you're going to do this, um, yes, you can do a little bit of it at a time, um, but really set your intentions on, okay, I am desperate. I want to get this over with and get an accountability partner um, or a friend or your husband and say, okay, this is my task for today. Hold me accountable. I'm going to follow through with this because a lot of people get started and they end up not staying focused. They get distracted or their family needs them and they don't follow through and finish the task. So step number one is to completely clear the area. If it is your desk, um, completely clear it off, including your computer, including your lamp, every single thing. And I want you to step back and look at that space. Think about how it makes you feel because you're less likely to junk it back up if you're, you see that bare space and you're like, wow, this feels so good. So completely clear space, get those, those papers in a container, like a laundry basket that needs to be reused, that needs to be used because um, it's going to pr- make you use 
make you clear it out because you need to use that laundry basket later. And then because you have your, your counter cleared off, that is going to be your workspace to sort those items in, in that basket. And because you have the container, you know, that there's a finish line. It's not just like all these different piles. The, the, the container gives you the finish line that says I'm done. So then you're going to sort through. Do you have any questions yet? No, I'm following you. So everything okay. is in the container or you're okay. putting things in a container? You're, you're putting, you're, you took everything. I, I, I thought that you had a, a comment. So I'm going to give you some space to, to be able to, to chime in, but um, you're going to take everything off the, off the, the table, off your desk, every single thing, every single thing, because you're going to be able to clean it and wipe it down. And then you're going to have your container. And I really, I really advise not sorting in the same space. So take your, your container of all your papers that you need to sort through. I'm thinking you probably have homeschooling papers and bills and um, probably printouts from courses that you've taken and take those to a workspace. Your dining room table works best for this but make sure that there's nothing on your workspace on your dining room table before you get started. Okay, so once you go to your dining room table with your basket, you are then going to take a little bit of pile at a time and you're gonna say, okay, I really want you to go into this being hardcore. I always say, go, go be, be brutal, be hardcore and trash more than you keep because if, it, if it's papers, you really don't need to keep a whole lot. Um, so you're gonna make your three different piles, um, your keep pile that needs to be filed away, your, um, your like scan pile that um, needs to be scanned and you can toss that, that, that document later on and put it in a, like a electronic or virtual filing system. And then your, your throwaway pile. Um, actually, you also need another pile of things that you need to do. Um, and I recommend having your purse right there and sticking these items that you need to do, whether they're bills to be paid or there are people to call and sticking it right in your purse. I either tell people, put it in your purse or go put it in the front seat of your car, because those are items that you need to do right away. So then after you have sorted your items, you have your, your got to file it away in your physical file. Then you have your virtual where I got to, I can scan it, whether they're receipts and you're using it for your business um, or their, you know, mileage that you've written down, you can use it or anything like that, that you can scan and file away an electronic filing system. And then you have your trash. Obviously, you're going to just trash it, trash more than you keep. So then you're obviously going to set up your filing system. For me, we don't keep paper, paper documents, like at all, at all. Wait, what um, do you mean? Wait, hold on. Pause. <laughs> explain, explain a little more. What do you mean? Okay. Um, so we, we just don't. So I have a system with my husband and we have made a negotiation, not even a negotiation, but I just asked him for help. I said, honey, I do not like mail. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to look at it. Like I deal with all of these other things and we have all of these, um, you know, automated transactions that are going on and you know we're we're both sharing the budget our family budget and paying the bills and everything but a lot of what comes in is just trash is just and can you be like the guy that um checks the mail every day and he's like yeah I I want to take care of the mail anyway and I'm like okay but can you not bring it in the house at all and he's like Sure, I can do that. So he takes care of the mail and it doesn't even come in the house. So if it's a bill to be paid, like the electricity bill, he pays it and takes care of everything. Um, so the filing 
So we don't have a lot of paperwork that comes in. Um, we hardly have anything. We have a family emergency folder um, that is in our like really tiny little box of filing, um, a file box. And it's a red folder that is at the front of our file box. And it can actually, the whole file box can be picked up and toted with us if we need to, um, to take it anywhere. And so we have a red folder It on the front of it. It says family emergency folder, and it has like our birth certificates, our social security cards. I actually have a, a, a freebie for this on my website that I can, I can give your listeners. Um, for creating their emergency family folder. Um, but then in that, we have really the basic bare minimum. Like if we were to, uh, we only keep enough if we were to pass away and my family had to come in and take care of our kids, take care of a home, have our, have, take care of all of our family dealings that they could easily easily find our homeowner's insurance, our car insurance. And so we have a, an a labeled fault folder for each of those items, but we only have the information in there that's needed if they need to claim anything. We don't keep statements. We don't keep extras. We only have in there what is needed if they need to claim anything. Okay. Okay. Pause for a second. So <laughs> organizing first is the purging, mm -hmm. getting everything out in front of you, getting a clean workspace. And then you sort it into what you're going to keep, what you can scan and toss, which is kind of your paperless strategy. That's, you know, you will be so proud of me. I just did homeschool evaluations for the year and I did a virtual, um, I say virtual, a portfolio. I, I just took pictures and scanned everything in. So I had no, you know, besides like the summary of the classes and the, you know, what the kids did, it was all like digital. So anyways, I was proud of myself. I'm just going to say, good job. <laughs> and then good you, job. Um, yeah, you have a throwaway and then you have your things to do. And so really it gets into, you can purge through this stuff, but keeping things, getting organized. So that's really helpful. So what you were saying is basically the only things that you keep as far as filing papers away is the most important things that like, if you were to pass away, Mm -hmm. somebody could access it and they would have enough information to be, to get what they need to move forward. That's basically your strategy. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And is there, I really don't know this. Is there like a rule of thumb of how long you should keep papers? For example, I do have a whole file box of things that I need. I probably just need to burn the whole thing. It's very outdated, but I'm just wondering, I used to keep all my bills. I thought that you were supposed to anyways. <laughs> well, well, here's, this is just my personal thought on it. If you've already paid the bill, then if you didn't pay the bill, the person you owe is going to hunt you down and kind of come after their money. Okay. True. So if you've already paid the bill and nobody is asking any money from you anymore, and you already have a line item in your bank account where it, it shows a transaction, you don't have anything else you need to prove. It's gone. You've paid it. It's it, there's nothing else that you need to keep. So there's not. Is there? I always thought that you had to keep certain papers for so many years back. Is there some kind of like rule that we should be aware of with that? They say that you can keep um, that you should keep your taxes for up to seven years. So if you are filing electronically now, um, or, or if you're going through a bookkeeper, then you don't have to keep anything anymore <laughs> because they it's all on it's all electronic and digital. So I personally do TurboTax and I have filed TurboTax for the last, I don't know, 10 years. And so all of that information is there if I need to pull it. Okay. 
That's really helpful. So any other tips on ways to just kind of, once we have what we want to keep, how to actually set it up in a way where we can get organized and then how to actually stay organized. Because like we said, when it comes to business, when it comes to motherhood in general, just daily mail, when it comes to homeschool, especially or school, it doesn't matter. You've got papers in and out of the house all the time. What is like a good method or strategy? Like walk us through that. Okay. I have mainly two things for that. I have say no, <laughs> say, just tell yourself, no, I don't need that. No, no, I don't. No, thank you. I don't need that. I don't need that. But then also a lot of the things that we're holding on to are all unfinished tasks that we need to do. So it really comes down to becoming, you know, becoming a person who completes your task on time and in a timely manner, manner, um, you are overcoming procrastination basically. So instead of, instead of identifying as, oh, I'm a procrastinator, you hear, you probably hear that, hear people say that a lot. I'm a procrastinator. Well, what you're doing is you are reaffirming your identity by actually acting out. So stop procrastinating and say, I am not a person who procrastinates. Um, my very first podcast episode was on procrastination. And I said, I am not identifying as a procrastinator anymore. So a lot of our paper clutter comes from all of these undone tasks that we need to do. So creating those systems as far as, okay, a paper comes in, it's something that needs to be done. I need to put it in a place that's going to remind me to do it. If I can't do it right then, typically I just say, do it right then and get it over. You're just going to relieve yourself from so much like overhead and all of these to do, you know, to do actions and walking around with so much pressure all of the time. So just train yourself to do those actions right then. And if you can't take care of it right then, like if you have to go into town, for instance, I need to go into town and go to the post office. So you're going to create a space that whether it's like your daily to-do box that sits on the counter, or I personally don't like to put things on the counter, but um, your daily to-do a bag. I have a, a personal bag that my purse actually fits in because I have a tiny purse. Um, that is my to-do bag. I Anything that I have to do goes in there and I have to get it done. It's going with me everywhere. So if I have time by, while, while I'm sitting in the car waiting for my daughter at dance, I can actually get those things done. So utilizing those little microscopic um, moments in your day to do the tasks that you need to do. That's great. I love that. I love that to do bag where you, you take it with you and you're literally carrying it until you get to lighten your load. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. And, and you're not going to want to lose it either because that's important. So you gotta, yeah, that's really good. All right. So we are all in process to be hardcore, like you said, to say no to papers. And I just really appreciated what you said about becoming a person who completes their tasks. I think it's really important to finish what you start and also start as you intend to go. And that's why like, you know, having a fresh space and right now getting set up with new spaces, I want to create healthy habits. It's not just for me, it's for the whole family. Because if I have great habits, but I don't teach them to my kids, it's not going to work. Everybody needs to know where the home is for different items. And I've always thought that there was permission to just it doesn't everybody have a junk drawer. It doesn't everybody have like a pile on the counter. Like, isn't it like allowed? I mean, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. I think that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to have a junk drawer completely. Like you don't have to have a designated space 
in your kitchen counter for piles of paper. Like it doesn't have to be that way. And I would love to break that cycle for that. So yeah. I can speak on to junk drawers because I did a podcast episode on this very thing. The reason we have a junk drawer is because we have labeled it the junk drawer. Okay. If you call it by a different name, then you are going to start using it for that purpose. So instead of calling it the junk drawer, call it the office supply drawer, call it the utilities drawer, call it the Ziploc bag drawer, call it the uh, kitchen utensils or random utensils drawer. Give it a different name other than the junk drawer because what will happen is it will keep you from putting random things in it that don't belong in it. So that's so good. Okay. yeah, and then ahead. one and then one more thing that you mentioned <clears throat> is when you were creating habits with your family. Um, I if you're trying to break a cycle of your habits, say, you know, putting things on the kitchen counter, like you said about your mom, it's it's better to start extreme, like have an extreme like rule, if you will, of like having the rule is in our home for this amount of time until we can get our habits under control is we're not going to have anything on the kitchen counter because what we end up doing is we're like, Oh, I'm going to clear the counter. And we have like these pretty like decoration things everywhere. Well, when things are sitting on the counter, they blend in with the decorations and it just kind of, it it doesn't create that sense of completeness of being completely cleared off. And your family doesn't have a baseline for what clear actually looks like. So be extreme when you're training habits and completely clear spaces. So for your desk, have it completely cleared off except for your microphone, your your lamp and your computer, Um, your kitchen, have it completely cleared off except for maybe a basket of fruit that you want your kids to eat more of. That's what I have on my counter. Um, So I leave, that is the only thing that's allowed to be on my counter at the end of the day. day. So speaking of the end of the days, have a nightly reset for your home. And tell us, tell the listeners how you can help us with a nightly reset. Yeah, I'd love to. So on my website at habitsandhome.com, I have a free checklist for a daily reset. So that is something that I utilize and I have found personally to be a benefit to my own life. I actually share about it on social media, um, probably every other day doing my nightly reset. It has actually changed my tomorrows. It makes every day, every tomorrow, a better day because I wake up with a fresh start. I don't have to do any of the things that are left over from the day before because my home is reset. I reset my office. The kids reset their, their bedrooms before they go to bed. I reset the kitchen. We, we reset our high traffic areas. So if you can live by a habit of resetting, you will not get into a state of clutter. That's so good. And since we're talking about that, where can they access, where's your podcast? Tell us about your podcast real quick. Yeah. So the podcast is the Habits and Home Show. You can find it on any of your favorite places that you like to listen to your podcast. And um, the best way to connect with me is to go to habitsandhome.com and definitely download that free checklist. And I send out insider tips and a weekly to-do, kind of like a weekly to-do do list, like take action on these steps right now. And then I tell you to to delete the email because what we do, because we have all these emails coming in, we're like, Oh, I'm going to save that for later. I'm like, no, do it right now and delete, do these three steps. I've told you to do, 
and delete the email. Don't save it for later because you're not going to do it later. Do it right now. So those are the best ways to connect with me. You can also find me on social media. Um, Instagram would be Habits and Home. And I share a little bit um, of our farmhouse life over there, as well as all of these habits and tips on decluttering. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So do you have any final tips on effective strategies? Like we said, just to get better organized mindsets, skills that really help to stay organized and really just kind of know where to place things, specifically when it comes to papers and office and homeschool and and school, you know, book bags and all that kind of stuff. Well, it de- you definitely need to, I, I recommend living by labels using the kindergarten method, um, which is label everything. If you have created a life of, you know, chaos in your home and you're just like, I need to get everything under control, go back to the kindergarten method, label everything, get, print out those checklists that I have for you and put, take them to your local, um, office store, get them laminated, put them on, on clipboards and put them around your house. Like I have a clipboard in my bathroom for our daily bathroom duty. We have daily bathroom duties for my kids because I have three kids. There's five of us in our home. There's five days of the week. They're going to clean. We're going to get the bathroom cleaned every single day. So Um, utilize the kindergarten method, I would say would be a really good thing to do. Label everything, give everything a home, print out those checklists until you establish your habit. Like you, your home really should look like a kindergarten classroom where everybody knows exactly where everything is. Um, By doing that, it's going to save you from nagging your family from, you know, getting irritated when somebody doesn't put things back because the labels are going to help your mothering. It's going to help speak to your family and tell them, Hey, that item belongs over here where the label is. So really utilizing that method. I think it's going to help people. Um, Also getting accountability getting accountability, having a friend help you to work through things. We do these mind games where we negotiate what we're going to hold on to. But when something else holds up our items, we are less likely to hold on to it. And all of those negotiations don't feel valid. So if you need accountability, grab a friend, grab a family member, um, preferably not your spouse because they, um, probably have some things. Yes. (laughs) They complicate things. (laughs) Yeah. They complicate things. And, and if your mom is not hardcore, don't ask your mom because I had a client bring her mom into the mix and she started saying, but why are you getting rid of that? (laughs) I, my mom will not have a part of my purging. Let me just say that because she will keep everything and question everything. I love you, mom. But seriously, like every time I try to give her stuff, would you just take this to goodwill or it, it ends up back at my house because she finds value in the things that I don't. And it's just, I, anyways, yeah. so but she's amazing, I, but you know what? It's, it's just, we're, we're all growing. Yeah. And yeah. So listen, we could talk all day. I could just go on and on. I don't want to stop talking to you, but for, for sake of time, Hey, and you ladies listening, you might want to just push pause and listen to this in bite-sized pieces because, um, this is a loaded conversation, but, um, I guess one final bonus question I just would want to ask you when it comes specifically, like I said, to the paperwork, to the home office, what should it look like when it's done? When you're on the other side of purging, you've got healthy habits, what's kind of like the vision of what maybe a desk should look like? What should actually be on the desk? How much space do you actually even need to file papers? Like what should the end result really look like when you're there? Well, for me, 
like I said before, if you're retraining habits, you do the bare minimum, no decor, no pretties, no extra pins. I, like I have one, one pencil and I write in pencil. Um, I have one pencil on my desk. I have a notebook where I write notes. I have my microphone where I record podcast episodes. I have my lamp because I love working with a, um, in a lamp setting. Um, and I have a bare desk. I, I feel like it gives me a fresh start and I have my calendar. So you really, I say go as bare as you can go, bare bones until you have established those habits. And that is where you need, that That needs to be your baseline for where you're gonna get back to once you're done with your, your work block. Okay, that's really good. So helpful. And ladies, for you guys listening that you're like, I'm already organized, I'm already a neat freak. Listen, if anybody knows me, anybody that knows me in real life would say, your house is like beautiful. It's so orderly. Everything's always clean. Like I am known as an organized orderly person because it really is who I am in nature, but weaknesses and blind spots is my paper. Like it's easy to hide stuff. I'm about to, you know, I'm going through closets and I get to see all the things that I've hidden and overlooked and just have not dealt with. And I don't want to be a person who hides things and just shoves things around because I don't want to deal with it. I want to be serious about dealing with it and finishing the tasks that I start and doing what needs to be done and wiping my hands of it and feeling amazing at the end of the day, because it's not like 90% of the house is in order. All of it's in order and we do it together as a family. It's a team effort. And so the reason why this conversation is so valuable, because this is going to help you be more productive in your business moms. This is going to help you be more purposeful in everything that you do. This is going to help you have more peace in your home. And isn't that what we want? We are all doing so much and we deserve to experience the peace and the beauty of our homes. We are working tirelessly to build and cultivate our businesses, our homes, and all that that involves. And so let's enjoy it. It's a sacred place. It's a Let's savor the spaces that we have, but we won't be able to do that if it's not in order. And so these tips are really practical and helpful for decluttering, for purging, and for just getting that like mental motivation and that jump start to get going. So I hope that whether you're moving or not, and I know that you're busy with the school year, but let it be, you know, the reason to just take bite-sized pieces and go hardcore, go all in, but just pick a place, pick a chunk of the house and go all in with it because it's really for the whole family and you're going to leave a legacy through your children, through the next generation by setting an example right now. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Lisa, for spending this time and just pouring out all of these great tactical skills and strategies for us so we can just keep growing as women and honoring the Lord in all that we do. And, um, yeah, I just, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being on. And before I go, I want to hold you accountable, Michelle. Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Um, I want you to send me a picture of your desk and what you're going to tackle and then send me an after picture. Okay. I'm gonna okay. Do I'm going to do All it. Right. All, All right. All right, guys. Talk to you later. See you soon. Are you like mama? So please leave a review. Hey mama, real quick, before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. 
I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to take 30 seconds right now and leave a quick written review. More importantly, this is the way we can reach other mamas just like you and help them find more peace and purpose as they balance motherhood and business with God at the center. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Surrender Driven Success Podcast, click five stars and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social or simply text it to a friend to spread the love. I appreciate you and can't wait to connect over at michellehyatt.com forward slash connect. That's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T dot com forward slash connect.